You're listening to the Bring the Light podcast, episode number 31. Hey, this is Liz Watt. Do you know you have a light within you just waiting to be shared with this world? Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. But as we become more aware of this light, this light can become our ultimate guidance emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So I want to ask you, do you want to take a journey with me? Do you want to take a journey together and bring our light to this world? If so, let's shine for all to see. This last week, I listened to a few podcasts that really got me thinking. On the podcast, it was talking about how we feel and that we need to be perfect. But our mission here on earth is not about being perfect. That would defeat why we're even here. But our purpose is to learn and to grow. That means when we make mistakes, all we have to do is learn from them and grow. I really think we are looking at our life's experience wrong. We get down on ourselves for not being perfect or doing things the right way. But these struggles make us stronger. It gives us a stronger foundation. We get life experiences that deepen our faith and relationships through these struggles that we have. So I want to ask you a question. What are the situations in your life that are not looking at that you're not looking at the bigger picture? So often we think what is happening in front of us is the most important. But are we missing the mark? Are we looking at the long-term plan and how we fit into it? For example, when we are going through a trial, it is really easy to be caught up in the experience and in the emotions. But can we just take a moment and put everything aside and look at the possibilities of how this part, this is actually part of our plan? How is it giving us the experience that we need? What are the new relationships that we are building with others and also ourselves? Are we making a foundation for the person we are becoming? I will admit there are some things that we may never know why. What are we going through doesn't always make sense. And some of these questions we have will not be even answered here on earth. I had a friend whose husband passed away from COVID. After many blessings, everyone in their family felt good about his recovery. But he took a turn for the worst and ended up passing away. So confused and not understanding. Why were their prayers not answered? Why do you get directions or comfort when it is not turning out how you feel it should? Why does the Spirit prompt you to do something and then it is not the right path? You would think it should be the right way when the Spirit asks you to act. Because we are looking at the situations in our own eyes and not through God's eyes. But what if God is trying to teach you something else? What if he needs you to struggle? What if you are learning lessons that are building your foundation? 
What if what you're going through is helping you to strengthen your faith? What if he has a different plan? It reminds me of a story that I love to listen to by Hugh B. Brown. I wanted to tell you a story that he told one time in a conference. This is when he lived in Canada. And he says, I was living in Canada. I had purchased a farm. It was run down. I went out one morning and saw a currant bush. It had grown over six feet high. It was going all to the wood. There was no blossoms and no currants. I was raised on a fruit farm in Salt Lake City before we went to Canada. And I knew what ought to happen to that currant bush. So I got some pruning shears and went after it and I cut it down and pruned it and clipped it back until there was nothing left but a little clump of stump. It was just coming daylight and I thought I was, I saw on top of each of these little stumps what appeared to be a tear. And I thought that the, the current bush was crying. I was kind of simple minded and I haven't entirely gotten over it. And I looked at it and smiled and said, what are you crying about? You know, I thought I heard that current bush talk and I thought I heard it say this, how could you do this to me? I was making such wonderful growth. I was almost as big as the shade tree and you cut me down. Every plant in the garden will look down on me because I didn't make what I should have made. You could, how could you do this to me? I thought you were the gardener here. That's what I thought I heard the current bush say. I thought it so much that I answered and I said, look, little current bush, I am the gardener here and I know what you want to be. I didn't intend you to be a fruit tree or a shade tree. I want you to be a current bush. And someday, little currant bush, when you are laden with fruit, you are going to say, thank you, Mr. Gardener, for loving me enough to cut me down, for caring enough about me to hurt me. Thank you, Mr. Gardener. How many times in our life do we feel like we are like that currant bush, being chopped down to nothing, where we feel like there's not really any direction we can go that we feel like our life was never set up for success. Fortunately, and also unfortunately, we all have free agency to make the choices that we want, but all of our choices affect our outcomes. And it's up to us and how we choose to look at the situations in our life. What though, if we decided today that we are going to do a paradigm shift that everything we go through in our path, we can look at it through spiritual eyes. And that everything we're, we are learning is building upon the foundation for something better. Just like that currant bush, the gardener cut it down to nothing, but it did it so it could become something better. What if we chose to see the steps of progression and make a spiritual step towards God? Now I know God is always with us, but what if, what if we imagine that we are growing more room for him in our hearts and that our hearts are expanding with every experience that we encounter? I have a son who just made the BYU cheer team. 
This has been a dream of him of his for a very long time. Still, unfortunately, he had disappointments after disappointments in getting him there. When he was 14, he tore his ACL on the first day of football tryouts and was out for the rest of the season. He loved tumbling and doing twists and turns. He took gymnastics, but he self-taught himself many tricks. At 15, he tried out for the high school cheer team and made it. He made the team all three years, but three weeks before his senior year, he retore his ACL. The cheer coach ended up taking him off the team. She reassigned him a, a new locker away from the other cheerleaders, and he had to give his cheer spirit clothes back. All I can say is that he was devastated. The whole dream of what he thought his senior year would be just came to a screeching halt, and he was devastated. Shortly after, we found a family in our neighborhood whose daughter tore her ACL. They were flying her to New Zealand to get her ACL fixed by a doctor who does the All Blacks, it's the rugby team in New Zealand, and he specializes in getting his players back on the field in four months. So we made a plan and we shipped Caden off to New Zealand to have surgery at the same time this girl in our neighborhood was. I called his cheer coach and I told her how he had a once in a lifetime opportunity to get his surgery done by a doctor in New Zealand. I told her that if she still wanted him, he would be back on the field in three weeks and can start doing stunts at 12 weeks and be fully back by 16 weeks. She told me thank you and to just keep her updated. Within five minutes, the phone rang she was back on the phone with me asking if this was really could be the case. I told her yes. She granted everything back to Caden and he was placed back on the team. He ended up competing in Orlando, Florida with the cheer team four months later. And he even did all of the stunts. His dream to become a BYU cheerleader was still on his radar. But the hard part was, is that he had to make it into BYU first. He applied and was denied. He ended up trying out for a BYU cheer team in a private tryout, and he made it, but then he couldn't get into BYU. He felt really prompted to try out for another college team and didn't make it. He then reapplied to BYU and was able to get in. Three weeks before the tryout, for the BYU cheer team, he hurt his knee, which wasn't looking very good. His knee ended up healing, and the day before tryouts, he did his first back tuck in months. You see, it wasn't that he made the team, but it was the backstory of his journey in making the team. He didn't just walk into something, but he felled and persevered to the finish line. And because of that, being on the team is way more meaningful. Him making it brought tears to all of our eyes because of the highs and the lows to get him to this point. What if that is the reason we go through what we do? 
Maybe it is so that we can have a stronger relationship with Heavenly Father. Or maybe it's that our testimony can grow. Perhaps we can be more appreciative of what we have. Maybe it's so that we can be a mentor to others. Perhaps we are building our foundation so that we will not fall. Look at your life. Some of the hardest things that you have ever experienced gave you a deeper understanding of whatever you encountered. The trials of this life will ultimately lead to joy if we patiently trust in God's plan and discover how to use the adversary to grow stronger. A devotional address was given at Brigham Young University, Idaho in October 30th, 2007. And the man giving the address is Larry Richmond. And he said, I've learned that the way I respond to trials can greatly affect whether they become roadblocks in my life or express ways to learning and growth. When I anguish over difficulties, the experiences only serve to weigh me down. But remembering that the trials are part of the great plan of happiness helps me see them as an opportunity to grow and to learn. Apostle Orson F. Whitney of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles explained, No pain that we suffer, no trial that we experience is wasted. It ministers to our education, to the development of each quality as patience, faith, fortitude, and humility. All that we suffer and all that we endure, especially when we endure it patiently, builds up our character, purifies our hearts, expands our souls, and makes us more tender tender and charitable, more worthy to be called the children of God. And it is through sorrow and suffering, toil and tribulation, that we gain the education that we come here to acquire. When the saints moved west, there was two companies that experienced great heartache, and they are known as the Willie and Martin Handcart Companies. With early winter weather coming in and sickness, lost lives, and so much more, a survivor of the Martin Handcart Company said, We suffered beyond anything we can imagine, and many died of exposure and starvation. But we came through with an absolute knowledge that God lives, for we became acquainted with him in our extremities. Are these difficult things we are going through strengthening us? Are they helping us to get a better relationship with our Heavenly Father? Are they strengthening our foundation and making them stronger? Sometimes we feel unnecessary struggles. Sometimes we don't understand why we're going through these things. Elder Richard Scott reassured us that God loves us perfectly and would not require us to experience a moment more difficult than is absolutely needed for our personal benefit or for those who we love. The Lord is intent on our personal growth and development. Progress is accelerated when we willingly allow Him to lead us through every growth experience we encounter. If we question every unpleasant challenge, 
we make it harder for the Lord to bless us. But if we center our hearts and minds on the Lord's will, we will gain more happiness in the journey and more fulfillment in life. So I want to ask you to do something this week. Look at the different situations you are dealing with and ask yourself, what is the purpose of this? What am I being taught? How can I be better because of it? And how can I build upon what I am learning? This will open your eyes to new learning and understanding. If we allow ourselves to experience life with meaning and purpose, I firmly believe that our trials help us to come and to know Christ, understand his teachings, and we feel his presence in our heart and live these teachings in our lives. It is through these trials that we gain our foundation. It is through these trials that we are able to become more grateful for what we have and for the things that are around us. It is through these trials that we gain a greater relationship with Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father and the Holy Ghost. We are told that in these last days that we will not be able to survive without the constant guidance of the Holy Ghost. Maybe these things that we are going through is what is going to save us in the end. So this week, look at your life. Look at it through a different perspective. Look at it through an eyes of spirituality and try to figure out what the greater purpose is. And like I said before, some things will just not make sense and we have to be okay with that because God knows what makes sense and he knows what is best for us. All we have to do is trust him. Well, that's it for this week and I will see you guys next week. But just remember, you are important, you are needed, and you are loved. Do you want to take your search for light to a higher and more meaningful way? Visit me at yourjourneyofhealing.com where you can find more info on courses, retreats, and virtual mentoring. If you'd like to book me to speak at your upcoming conference, retreat, or get-together, send me a message. You can follow me at Facebook under Liz Watt or Instagram under Liz Hills. Let's share this podcast so we can make this world a brighter place. I'll see you on the next episode because you are important, you are needed, and you, my friend, are loved. Music